Welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 44. Today, we're going to talk about something super witchy. We're going to talk about hexing and cursing. I'm going to talk about what it is, if I've ever done it, and some of the things you should think about if you think you're going to need to do such a thing. Um, I also am going to tell you a little bit about what's been going on here. I know that the last couple episodes have been super focused on the paranormal and stuff, and I'd really like to get back to witchy shit. (laughs) So that's why I thought hexing and cursing would be a good topic. Also, some shit is going down in my life. Um, For those of you that don't know or haven't been listening from the beginning, there's the train, Um, we live in a small town. It's very close-minded and we have problems at the school with gender equality. We have LGBTQ issues there of not being tolerant or educated on the, on how to, um, how do I even word that? The teachers have no idea how to support that store, that sort of, of choice. Um, it's not the kind of thing that comes up often in this town. People usually, if you're different in any way, um, you hide it because no one wants to be a target. And that is exactly what you become here if you are not a standard Christian white person that is involved in the community, that sort of thing. If you're not that person, then you're going to be a target in some way, shape, or form. Because I choose to live the way I do, because my family lives the way we do, and um, and all of that, we're we're usually a target. So some things have been happening at my daughter's school. A lot has happened, actually. Um, long story short, gender equality is not a thing. It's not a thing here at all in this town and this area, and it cer- certainly is not in the school. Um, it's okay for boys to call the girls names it's okay for people if a boy wants to touch a girl they can they're not going to get anything done to them Um, you can use derogatory uh, wording in reference to someone's sexual preference and the worst that could possibly happen so far is that you'll get called into the principal's office and you have to sit out one of the sports games that's scheduled Uh, you can't play that game Um, Teachers are allowed um, (laughs) to voice their political, religious, moral opinions on the class um, and try to sway their their thinking, which is absolutely outrageous considering these are developing minds and they should be able to take all the information and have the teachers present it in a in a neutral way and then let them figure out what they want to believe what they are what their morals are let them decide um and that's not the way it is here and my family my daughter and I my husband always backs us up he's not as outspoken but Maddie will always stand up for someone who needs it and that is something that I am so freaking proud of her for doing and she started standing up for the younger kids, younger girls that were being verbally harassed by the boys in in the school. And that made her a target. How dare you speak up and ruffle anyone's feathers, rock the boat, or whatever the hell you want to call it. So that made her a target. She also stood up for somebody that was being bullied because of their sexual preference. 
there's a whole bunch of stuff. But anyway, Maddie rocks the boat and the school doesn't like it. They also don't like me because I will go in and I will back her up and say that she was right, she was just, and that they are wrong and they need to change their policies. This has been happening for three years and it's just getting really old and it all blew up yesterday. Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. I'm recording this on Tuesday because I had an entire different, I had a different episode recorded or partially recorded and I felt this is so raw and new and fresh in my brain. I need to get it out. And I wanted to share with you guys because I promised that I would share my mundane and my magical life and how I try to balance that with you. So, um, yesterday we had went to the school about some things and they whitewashed it. Um, over, really didn't want to do anything about it. I asked for a complaint form uh, for one of the teachers. I wanted to file an official complaint about a teacher that has been following my daughter's social media accounts and was involved in the school forcing my daughter to take down a video that she had posted on her social media. So I wanted to file a complaint. Nothing else has worked. Um, so I thought, well, if I file a complaint, whether it gets, whether there's anything that comes of it or not, at least they will know to leave my daughter alone or I will take actual action because no one around here does. They bitch about stuff. Oh, I wish this would happen. I wish this would stop. And nobody does anything. There's a very few people in this community that will stand up and face (laughs) the rest of the community's wrath when you do rock the boat. So I thought if I do this, they're not, they're going to leave her alone and we can have the rest of these five, six months left in high school will be relatively peaceful. So I went in to do that yesterday. <clears throat> and the, t- the uh, principal heard about my request while I was talking to the guidance counselor. He came in and asked me why I, what, what could I, what I, why do I want a, a complaint form? And I just said, I just need one. <laughs> it's for a teacher and I will fill it out and, and do the proper channels um, as required. Well, he says to me, you just send me the information that you your complaint is about and I'll fill out the forms for you. Yeah, bullshit. Not going to do that. Um, so anyway, I just said I will find it online. So we talked to the guidance counselor a little bit. We left and I'm frustrated. I have been to this school, I don't know, once a month at least, probably for three years. I mean, it's what it feels like. I know there's been months where we go more. There's months we don't go at all. It's just, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of my daughter being told, you have to dress a certain way. So she has a particular, everybody wears pretty much the same thing to PE, shorts and sh- uh, a t-shirt. Her body is developed, so she has curves. She's wearing the same things, the same length. It's not uh, out of dress code, but one of her teachers will dress, will say, you need to go put on spandex underneath your shorts in case one of the boys could look up your shorts. That would distract them. So you have to wear spandex, to which I threw a fit about. Like, why is my daughter required to wear spandex and shorts? <laughs> Just because she has a butt. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's discrimination. So anyway. Anyway, I got frustrated and nothing ever happens in this town until you are super loud. So I put a post on my Facebook page about all the things my daughter has learned so far in the three years, four years that she's been in high school. And here, here's what I wrote. Okay, I wrote, 
Number one, males can assault females on school property as long as it's after school hours. Her freshman year, that happened, and that's why we moved. That's why we moved her from one school to a school about 30 miles away. Number two, teachers can call their students discriminating and derogatory names with zero repercussions. That's exactly what happened to Maddie and other girls in that school. Three, females must avoid distracting males at all costs. Four, it's normal for teachers to stalk them on social media with zero repercussions. Five, this one is for local law enforcement. If a male wants to drive around your house a dozen times in an hour, drive down our alleyway and send pictures to my daughter showing that he's outside at like 1 a.m., that's not harassment and there's nothing we can do. Number six, it's normal to be assaulted inside the school during school hours as long as the boy doing it didn't mean it or understood that it was wrong. Seven, being different is wrong. Speaking out for those that are victimized is wrong. And said acts will come with consequences. And the final one, eight, males may harass females. It's a female's fault. They call them derogatory names and stalk them. That's what I put on Facebook. As soon as I put that on Facebook, I got a intimidating and scary Facebook text from law enforcement, vaguely alluding to some kind of lawsuit. I have no idea. <laughs> I had no idea what the hell it was even, he was even referring to since I was, you know, talking about the school. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, now I have local law enforcement harassing me. I did block them. Um, we're going through the proper channels to deal with it. But that's what's going been going on in my house this last week or so. Um, and like I said, it all blew up yesterday. I spent like, <laughs> I just started crying. I, I honestly, I just want to teach my daughter that you can stand up for what you believe in. That when you have a very strong conviction, when you feel like you've been victimized, un- you've been victimized, not unjustly. I hate that I even thought about using that word. If you've been victimized, fuck that. You shouldn't be victimized. <laughs> I want her to know that her mother will stand up for her. I want her to live that example as well. And when she sees somebody, which she does, when she sees somebody that needs help or is being treated like shit, she stands up for them. So, um, that's what we're dealing with. It's been a shitty last 24 hours. I bawled a lot yesterday. (laughs) I took a long walk. I got a lot of great, um, supportive messages from friends and I appreciate them very, very much. I just kind of wanted to let you guys know what we're going through here. Um, it sucks. It sucks. I feel bad. I feel, I hate this part. I hate that I... My brain. My brain knows that everything we've done is is right. It is it's on the side of standing up for people and standing up for your for your worth. Um, but the way people look at me and the way they talk about me and the things that I get told to my face makes me doubt it, makes me feel like I did something wrong, which I know I didn't, but it makes me feel less than. It makes me feel like I should make myself small. And I fucking hate that. I hate that about being here. And I'm sure this isn't the only place that that climate is. I'm sure there's other places. I, I know there are. I know that it's not just small towns, but it's just so concentrated here because there are so many few people. There, there's not very many people here. I went to the grocery store today. I just wanted to go get some 
my, my daughter has a sore throat. She's home today. I needed to go get some soup and some cough syrup for her and some throat lozenges. And while I was there, one of the people there, and it might have been in my own head, I don't know, but it felt like they were not happy that I was in the building at all. And it just, it really bummed me out because I usually have a really good conversation with this person and it was definitely short and, um, you know, basically, here's your shit, go. (laughs) So it does, it does have repercussions doing and living the way I do and the way I'm trying to teach Maddie to live. So I've had a lot of inner turmoil. I feel bad that my my husband has to deal with his loudmouth wife, as people like to say. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for his family. I mean, they're, because it's a small town, they get a lot of the backlash too. They're going to be told, oh, your son's wife did this or that. And I know that's probably irritating to them and I wouldn't want to have to deal with it either but they are and all of this makes me feel shitty about doing what I did saying what I say and trying to live the way I do and I I hate that I feel this way I hate that I gave these people enough power to make me feel like shit for doing the right thing so (laughs) there's that um it's been hard and I appreciate again I want to everybody that's listening everybody that has sent me messages that knows that knew prior to this what's going on I really do appreciate everybody reaching out and um trying to help so um naturally so my witchy friends (laughs) that knows what's going on they're like all right so do we hex them do we curse them like what do you want to do let's do this and that got me to thinking that maybe I need to do an episode about hexing and cursing because I believe that that's a real part of my practice and it's not everybody's not everybody believes that that's a thing that you should or can do um but I am not Wiccan I do not follow any of that so it's definitely a part of my practice so I thought maybe we could talk about it our first reaction when we're pissed off usually (laughs) or if there's an injustice is to hex somebody as a witch you're like screw them i'm gonna do that and in the raw emotional moment of things hell yeah it seems like the absolute perfect plan i mean why not right and that much emotion like when you're pissed off when you're so mad or so frustrated or so hurt that emotion could seriously create a powerful spell However, that much visceral energy is chaotic at best. Let's call it chaotic. (laughs) Um, It's not controlled. When you're screaming and crying and mad or you got your your heart broke or someone did you wrong, you are, your energy is everywhere. You're not just thinking about the person that you're pissed off at, right? I mean, if you really break it down, that emotion is everywhere. You're thinking about everybody involved. You're thinking about your part in the whole thing. Everybody around you is getting some of that emotion. So, the risks are kind of big. The risks are that you could have that energy and intention sent to many more people than just your intended target. So, You could actually send that to all the people you've been mad at in the last couple days. Anybody that comes in your mind during your spell. It could backfire and if you blame yourself, deep down, if you 
deep down, you're subconsciously blaming yourself for the situation that happened. You could intention, you could actually miss the intended target and smack you right upside the head with your own hex, and that would suck. So your emotional state plays a huge part in any any kind of spell work, but really does pay a integral part in this type of spell work. And I recommend you wait, wait. Like if something happened, like yesterday, there's no way in hell I was going to go to my working altar and get shit done because I was so mad. I was all over the place. So you need to be centered and really think through your plan of action. So really to hex or not to hex. I want to go over what hexing and cursing actually is. And you know what? I looked all over the stinking internet and tried to find the difference between the words hex and curse. And I don't know. I didn't really find anything that I liked. But I, what I did find came from, let's see, it came from pagan pagan'spath.com, And I'll put the link to the article about hexing. But let's see. It said that many scholars view the hex as an action and curse as a result of that action. So think of this sentence. He hexed the woman at the store. Now she's cursed for life. And I kind of like that definition. And I also read somewhere on a message board that I, I really like this one, that a hex is a sort of just add water quick result spell and a curse is a long-term effect spell. So a hex is, I would like this thing to happen to you and then it be done. And a curse is this is hanging with you for as long as it takes. I I kind of would also like to address this giant elephant in the room every time we talk about this sort of magic. Dark or black magic. So first of all, I don't believe in labeling or segregating magical acts. Energy is energy. Magic is magic. It's all manipulating of energy using elements, spirits, deity, or other magical means. Period. <laughs> Your intention is what creates the outcome. You, you are what creates the outcome. So magic is neither black or white, which I think is ridiculous to call it that. It is just magic. What you do with it is the outcome that happens. And I, I really believe, I feel that we should feel empowered to stand up for ourselves and use our practice of witchcraft to defend ourselves. Or if you're back down to a corner, go on offense. Christians pray for outcomes all the time. And I'm betting not every Christian prays for good shit to happen to people. We're human. This is part of being human. So, that aside, <laughs> say you've decided that you like to kick someone's mag or metaphorical ass using magical means. So, you need to decide what you want to use to do it. What elements do you want to work with? Do you, you want to work with the things you feel most empowered with? So crystals, herbs, candles, what deity, if any, would you like to petition to help carry out this hex or curse? Do you have a magical being like hellhounds or harpies that you'd like to call on? Um, decide what outcome you'd like. So that's the important. What do you want out of this? You have to be pretty specific with manifestations, which really this is it. It's manifesting something that, you know, towards somebody else. What do you want? That needs to be thought up and really picked apart. What's your objective? Do you want this person to just leave you alone? And if it's just that, if it's just you want somebody to leave you alone, a simple freezer spell would probably do. And 
you can try that. And if it doesn't, if that doesn't do it, give it 30, 60 days or whatever you think is enough time. And if it doesn't work, damn straight, you know, straight, go, go for a hex or a curse. Another thing a lot of people I think are interested in is just speeding up karma a little bit and watching them get kicked in the ass by it. And if that's it, then maybe a hex isn't where you want to go either. But these are questions you should be asking yourself. Journal about them. You know, maybe a binding or a banishing is more in line with what you would like to happen. And those are amazing spells to use as well. And I'm going to answer a question I'm sure you're all thinking by now. Have I done any of these sorts of spells? Abso-fucking-lutely. <laughs> I don't take it lightly when I do things like this, and I am well aware that they may backfire on me or those that I love. But if that's my only option left, then that's what I'm going to do. And I do try to settle disputes or conflicts by mundane means first. But when I've exhausted those, I turn to my practice. I meditate and I journal about it until I'm 100% comfortable with my plan of action. And I also want to bring up this rule of three. People are already, well, you can't do a hex or a a curse because of the rule of three. I am not Wiccan. I don't subscribe to that. I do, I do think that we put out and what we put out, we can get back to us. So I do think about that and how I'm going to avoid that in my spell work. So if I'm thinking of doing a hex or a curse or even a banishing or a, or, a, or a binding, I'm going to work some things into my spell work to keep me um, protected from any kind of backlash. I thought it'd be fun I f- to go through. So I found, I found a, a curse or this warning spell online. And I found it interesting because of the wording. But I thought we... It would be fun to recite it to he- so you can hear it and then pick it apart. <laughs> so it's a warning spell is what it is, is what it says it is. And this is the wording. Light a- It says to light a black candle first. This is all the instructions that came with this, by the way. It says light a black candle and say, blood turn black and flesh turn blue. I will curse you if you force me to. By the left hand and the unclean food, I'll curse your eyes, I'll curse your lies. I'll call down a plague of flies, blood go black and flesh go blue. Evil from me and back to you. My soul clean and yours on fire. You fuck with the witch, you get burned. Liar. Yikes. (laughs) That's a nasty rhyme. Um, First of all. This spell has zero warnings attached to it to warn the practitioner of any kind of, you know, protection precautions you should be taking. Um, should this be done in a circle? Should this be done um, under any other kind of, any other kind of conditions other than I'm in my living room on a light a black candle and just say this shit. I would want my space protected and my spirit team or deity to be present. It also implies death. Um, the line blood turn black and flesh turn blue. Um, they're describing a dead dude. <laughs> And that's way too far for me. Um, Think of what can happen if they came back at you or any of your family. It's pretty shitty. It also calls in evil to to you to be sent to them. The line, evil from me and back to you, uh, no. (laughs) I think there is a better way to rephrase that, the whole thing, and make it a a little less, um, like, 
Hollywood. It sounds like some shit that somebody would say on a movie is what it sounds like. And actually a lot less, sound, make it sound a lot less homicidal. <laughs> so here is what I come up with, okay? So I came up with, I send this warning straight to you. I will curse you if you force me to. With a power from a thousand ancestors, I'll curse your eyes. I'll curse your lies. No one will care to hear your cries. I send this warning straight to you. Your gaze will cease to see my face. You will need to leave this place. I am not a witch you will ever chase. Okay, don't be too hard on me. I wrote that in like three minutes. <laughs> so I know it could be way better. Um, and if I actually wrote this to put out there, I would I would write that a little bit better. I'd also include warnings about how to, um, doing this in a protected space, possibly doing some kind of mirror or deflecting spell um, afterwards so that if anything comes your way as a result, it will be deflected if the intended target is also capable of sending ill will your way um, or if the spell just straight up backfires on you. Um, I added a vague banishing clause into that, the, um, the, uh, you will need to leave this place because I think th that's a nice way, um, that your gaze will c cease to see my face. That doesn't mean I'm going to literally be invisible because that's impossible. If it is possible, someone please show me how to do that. Um, and also it's not going to make them not see what, what this is, what this means is that I will no longer be a target in their eyes. Um, and it warns them that, you know, you do all this stuff, you're going to want to leave this place because you can't chase me and you can't chase me. You can't follow me. So those are, that's just a really quick crappy redo of that spell, but that's something that you can think about. If you find stuff online that you're like, this is too far, you can always rewrite it to make it more your own. You can make it more ethical in your practice. You can make it fit um, your belief systems. Um, I would love to know what you guys think about this. Um, like I said, I don't do this often. It's not something that I'm like, ooh, can't, I hope somebody pisses me off so I can hex somebody today. That's not how it works because it takes a lot of energy to do these things. You, f I generally feel like shit um, afterwards energetically because you're giving your energy. You're sending that out. Um, spell work is a give and take. So you have to give something in order to get something. And when I put that energy out there, that's taking from me um, as basically the sacrifice to make this work. I'm sending my energy out into the universe to create the effects that I want. Um, generally, when I do this sort of thing, I'm going to petition um, specific deities that um, are more inclined to help with this sort of work. I'm going to ask for protection. I'm going to be very careful and diligent. Pablo! Pablo's barking. <laughs> Pretty diligent about self-care and boundaries and protection work um, before and after my spell for quite a while. Um, so this isn't something to, to take lightly. And I know Pablo. I don't know what Pablo's. He thinks there's somebody outside. Um, so if you have any questions, I would love, love if we could get a good dialogue going on in the Witchy Woman Friends book or Friends book, <laughs> Friends group on Facebook um, and see what you guys think about it. I want to know, have you guys done this? Well, did it work? Um, I've done binding spells, banishing spells. I've sent some pretty nasty hexes out there. Um, 
and had pretty good results, but I'm very careful. It takes me days, sometimes it takes me a week or so to really develop the spell that I want, the plan of action that I want. I think of all the outcomes and try to protect myself and my family from anything that might backfire. And don't think this doesn't happen. Like I know some of, like when I first was like a baby witch, so like in my teens and early 20s, it didn't even dawn on me that other magical people would want to hurt me. It really, I was like, we're all love and light and blah, blah, blah. And no, we're not. Um, we're human. And that creates emotion, that creates action. And that action can be good or bad. <laughs> so you definitely can be hurt magically, energetically is what it comes down to by another person. That's shitty. And most generally, I don't do that. And honestly, I've never, ever had to do that to anybody that was in my magical circle, my circle of people that I come in contact with. I've been pretty lucky. I've had a couple people that I, you know, I don't want them to see me anymore. So I did some spells so that I'm no longer a target to them. I didn't want to cause any harm. I just didn't want them to bother me anymore. So like I said, a simple freezer spell or some banishing or maybe a binding. Bindings are tricky, but there are things you can do besides want or cause ill will to happen to them. So there's that. I really wanted to go over this because I think it's something that is we talk about um, and there's so many, there's polarizing opinions about this and sometimes it depends on whether you're Wiccan or you're not Wiccan. Um, I don't resonate with all of what the Wiccan rules are and that's okay. That's what's freaking awesome about this path is that I can take in what resonates with me and some people will accuse me of being a cherry picker so I cherry pick the good stuff. No, I don't. I realize I don't believe in the three, like three times three, it's going to come back at me threefold. I don't believe that. I believe that whatever I send out can come back. That's the operative word, can. If I don't cover my ass, (laughs) it can come back. But I am queen CYA. (laughs) I make sure that shit is built into my spells um, tenfold so that that part I'm more confident about. I'm like, you know what? I've got that part covered. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that. Go to Witchy Woman Friends and hit join if you have not, because I would like to start a dialogue about this particular subject. I think that would be great. And on another completely different subject, um, most of you should be getting your quarterly gifts super late. Um, (laughs) Should be getting your quarterly gifts um, now. Um, I know some have already got it. So if you're in the WW Coven group, please let me know. Like, just put a comment in there that you got your gift from Earth Mama uh, Creations. I know that a couple of you have, and I'm so excited to see what you guys got. I got some, like, sneak peeks of what could be, but I don't know exactly what you got, so I would love to know. <laughs> um, and then I have been talking to Rena, and she's super excited to be able to get her gifts out to the citrine uh, people on the first week of January. And then I have something super excited or exciting to tell you guys. So I announced it on Facebook, but Shelly Leggett, um, she is going to be the amethyst sponsor business. So she is a psychic medium. She's a healer. She's 
freaking amazing. Um, she's going to start doing quarterly readings for you guys that are in the amethyst and citrine group and the way I'm going to do this I think <laughs> we're going to try to do this via the patreon page because I can just click on the tiers that get to see the video so we're going to try to do it there now if we're going to screw around with that and if it doesn't work then I'm going to create a group like a, a separate group just for amethyst and citrine members to get readings from her um, and in that group I'll go ahead and, and I'll probably do free readings randomly in that group too so that I can get some use out of the group <laughs> anyway I am so excited to offer that to you um, her website's lavenderpotions.com or you can look online uh, or on Facebook uh, go to just type in lavender potions into Facebook and and her her page will come up she has a couple groups that she does random live readings she's thinking about doing some meditations in the morning for you guys so definitely head over to her page and and check her out so thank you so much Shelly she is a friend of me friend of the show she's been on and I really appreciate her and I also appreciate Crystal and Rena for uh, stepping up and doing the sponsorships as well I am so excited I feel like this is a badass group of witches and creative personalities and it will I, I just am so excited to offer that for you um anyway I'll stop <laughs> I'll stop rambling about that so um I have been getting a couple I've been getting requests or show inquiries if you'd like to be a guest and I want to say I have got them I'm going through them um, I'm planning out uh, 2020 at the moment um, I try to have my episodes planned out so that I kind of know my schedule and I can work on them when I can. So as far as guests go, I probably won't be having any new guests that I haven't already scheduled till after 20, uh, till after uh, New Year's. But I, I read your stuff and I'll get back to you soon. Um, if you would like to be a guest on the show, if you are a witch, if you have experience in any of the subjects that I've talked to, uh, talked about and you would like to come on, please email me. Um, witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, you can also get me on Twitter. Just uh, type in Danae underscore sweet underscore. I think you can search Witchy Woman Podcast and I'll come up as well. I'm on Instagram, witchy or at Witchy Woman Podcast. You can also, somebody asked for my business account there for the shop, and you can go at Sage Stone and Candle. If you'd like to look at that there, I do advertise some of the sales I'm doing. I'm doing, oh, first of all, thank you so much for everybody that bought from me. I really appreciate that. We were able to actually pay some bills and I just thank you so much. I really appreciate everybody that took the time to buy my witchy wares. And also, I want to thank all the Patreon members, every freaking one of you. Um, I'm going to read them off really quick. Hang on. Okay, so I'm going to read the list. Um, thank you so much to Abby R, Amy, let's see, this is Amy, it just says Amy, but I think it's Amy S, uh, Amy J, uh, Anna S, Brandy M, Brittany S, Christina H, Cassandra M, um, Francine P, Heather F, Heidi B, Jenna J, Juliana A, um, Megan C, uh, Neely M, Nikki B, um, Nix, uh, I'm not really sure. It just says Nix, so thank you. <laughs> uh, Paige F, Rachel, no last name, Rebecca K, uh, and Robin 
G and Sunshine C. Thank you. Like, you are the reason I can keep doing this podcast. You're the reason I have a website um, and that we got to pay our city water bill this month. And I appreciate that more. I, I don't even know how to express it. That's why I'm trying to do awesome sponsorship for you guys so that I can give it back in some way, shape, or form. I appreciate you so much. Um, you guys are freaking fantastic, and I love that I can keep doing this, and, and you're why, so thank you. And also, everybody who has, who has listened and helped me gain uh, downloads on the various podcast apps and left reviews, I really appreciate the reviews because that bumps me up in the rankings. So if you're listening on a platform you can review, um, then please do so. I appreciate that so freaking much. Yeah, I just, I don't know how else to say thank you other than, other than this. So thank you. (laughs) All right. And also, I'm sure you're wondering if because of all the shit that's gone down in the last week, last three years, last four years, if I am pondering hexing, cursing, binding, banishing, or something like that. And I would have to say, super honestly, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, we're, we are of a group that is all about empowerment and taking control of your life and doing things with our practice and using it to better our lives and yeah damn skippy I'm thinking about it um haven't done anything yet but I just damn skippy I'm thinking about it I mean who who wouldn't right um I don't take it lightly Um, And so far, all I am is thinking about it. But I know y'all are probably wondering, she had some shitty stuff happen, and then we did an episode about hexing and cursing. Is she going to curse somebody? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, uh, I just wanted to be completely honest, because that's really all I, that's what I'm about. That's what I, what this podcast is about. I want to show you the good, the bad, the ugly of living this sort of life. So, there it is. Please get a hold of me if you have any questions about this. I'm going to post something in the Witchy Woman Friends group. I will post a let's talk about hexing and cursing. What are your thoughts thing? So if you would like to hop over there, I think I'll put a hashtag in there. Um, Hashtag hex and curse is what I'll use for the post. So if it gets buried, just search uh, hex and curse or hashtag hex and curse. All right. Well, I guess that's all I have. I am going to probably go take a nice long bath and wash some of this icky energy that I feel I've got stuck on me. I did uh, smoke clear the house today and really do some, I did some Reiki in the home, took a cleansing uh, shower, um, and meditated, asked my guides to be with me and that did make things feel better. Um, but I need a I need a good detox bath now. So anyway, um, I guess until next time, stay witchy. Bye bye.